Welcome to the third episode of 13 Ways to Lead with your host, the 13th Command Chief of the Air National Guard, Chief Master Sergeant Maurice Williams. Our featured guest today is Staff Sergeant Tamara Silcott from the 155th Air Refueling Wing. I'm Master Sergeant Eric Gallion, and today's topic is all about leading by being honest. Leaders owe their members the truth. They deserve it. Honesty affords organizations an opportunity for professional culture and environment built on dignity and respect. Chief, the floor is yours. Hey, thank you, uh, Master Gallon. Um, I'm here today with Staff Sergeant Silcott. She is a 4-0 aerospace medical technician from the 155th Air Refueling Wing in Nebraska. Sergeant Silcott, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a 4-0, as he said. Um, I originally joined the Guard in Texas uh, with the 147th Attack Wing in Houston, and then I moved to Nebraska um, and transferred everything up there. I've been a medical technician for seven years, and um, I have one child, and I'm currently in cosmetology school. Hey, well, thanks for that uh, background information on you. You know, uh, I selected you to sit in on the podcast because, hey, I want to discuss topics with all airmen that we have within our enterprise. You know, I met you out at um, when I was out doing a wing visit. I was very impressed doing the lunch we'd had and the conversation. And also, uh, even when we got to the town hall, me and General Lowe was up uh, up there on stage. Uh, hey, you was one of the first ones to get up and ask the question and very engaging question and brought a, a lot for the audience to uh, get some feedback on. So that's why, you know, hey, I like to have you here. Hey, let you express yourselves and talk about what you think of honesty within how do you view honesty yourself. Uh, and it doesn't have to be just in the military and um, it could be anywhere in life. So based on um, your time, um, I guess we'll start off in the military mm-hmm. And in, in viewing leaders, how would you say that you have viewed honesty from your current supervisors? Of, no, I won't say current supervisors because they'll be listening. So we're going to say supervisors in the past so okay. it won't be so direct. So I'll open the floor up to you on that one. Um, I feel like honesty is the, the common saying, honesty is the best policy. If you can't be honest with your member and you can't be honest with your troop, then you're doing them a disservice. I feel like when we come to drill, we and it's time to get things done. When I'm if I'm lying to you and telling you, "Oh, well, yeah, we're going to do this and then uh we're actually doing something else and we or we have like a set time that we need to get things done and I'm lying to you and telling you that something else is going on. It's hard for you to trust that person and be able to want to like even want to be their troop if they're not honest with you. Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, honesty builds that trust, with, which leads to credibility mm-hmm. uh, with individuals. And also it helps build that culture in that organization when everybody's honest because people be willing to come forward to you and discuss things. Hey, they know they're going to get uh, true feedback from them and uh, allow that open conversation. It empowers the organization, that team. So within your organization as you look at honesty do it help you feel empowered within your organization sometimes I feel like you know the honesty 
opens the door and gets you in there, but sometimes the honesty is also what gets you in trouble. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I can understand that based on uh, taking on responsibility for what your communication and yes. things you've done. But, you know, I think it, uh, as I look at honesty uh, and lead and by leading that, that honesty helps build, continues to build that culture. Mm-hmm. At least um, it may be a rep- repercussions based on uh, the honesty you give, but right. it builds that trust and that credibility, which is, you know, with the leader. Right. One of the one of the quotes that I like uh, Simon Sinek uses. He says, "Bad leaders make edit the truth for fear of causing discomfort. Good leaders accept that the truth." It's often uncomfortable, right. you know, so I think that hits where it may be uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, as we open the doorway, you know, uh, of building that trust. I was like a part of being in the med group is you need to you need to be honest at all times, especially when handling someone's personal documentation like this is their whole livelihood being in the military. If you're not honest with them and what's going forth, they won't be able to trust you and they won't be able to come to you with that information, any up new information, because they know that it's not going to be kept safely. As you was growing up, you know, uh, you know, cause in our household, you know, we, uh, our personalities are built from um, the environment we grew up in. Was honesty a top uh, item within your upbringing? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, both of my parents were in the army. 20 plus years retired and uh, honesty is definitely one of their one of the biggest policies that they had growing up and if you were not truthful it was it was front leaning rest or okay know. yeah they was they was getting oh, it in then, oh yes. yeah yeah that's why uh, you know I have that as uh, one of one of the things and it builds it builds a community uh, have that dignity and respect mm-hmm. among peers uh, in your with your peers within your rank structure within your organization, do you have that? What I always use, for example, the circle of trust of those individuals that's within your peer group uh, within your um, environment. Yes, uh, we're no longer the E four Mafia. I think we've all promoted to staff now. So okay, our, our group <laughs> our group is is pretty tight knit, but. Uh, we definitely keep keep it within ourselves uh, to make sure that everybody's being honest with each other, and that's a it's a good friendship that we have, and we all trust each other to be able to say like, hey, like this this is something that's happening within our within our unit, and then we can sometimes it depends on who's feeling bold enough, but hey, who do who's gonna take it up to the next? to our next chain. General CQ Brown's action orders is uh, Airman Bureaucracy composite Competition Design Implementation. One of the things he talked about is Airman, Airman being empowered. We, you know, you take someone uh, like yourself, we're looking to build yourself that Airman of 2030 uh, that we'll need to come in. You'll be that senior NCO over those Airmans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do we look, as we look at empowerment, um, do you feel that you're empowered within the way you're operating now to make decisions 
be courage and understand your role as a full in currently now? Yes, we are given so many opportunities to be able to thrive within our unit. TDYs, um, trainings, all the time. You want to go, they're willing to send you. So, Or even as you think about uh, your current supervisor or supervisors you had in the past, what things that stood out among them that you may have thought made them a good supervisor? If you had a good supervisor, I mean, I just tell you, I... I I don't, throughout my career, I just can't say I've had great supervisors throughout a change, you know, through that. Yeah, has had worked for some great general officers since I've been in the seat in several different uh, locations. I can't say that I'm a great airman. It took it took me a while to get here. Um, so I know that my supervisors are probably pulled their hair out a little with me sometimes, but um, definitely they're willing to just work with me and understand that I'm just an airman and not, you know, um, the perfect person in the world. And at some point they were probably in the same shoes that I was in and messing up and not showing up to drill on time or uh, sometimes out of regs, but. Right, well, one thing uh, I will say, not just in an airman, not just an airman, you're an airman. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I hear people say that a lot, but hey, uh, for the things that you do, you contributing to the fight. Hey, we just have some growing pains along the way, and <laughs> with all of us don't get there at the same time. Some of us, some of us get there, some of us don't. But just have some growing pains along the way. Chief, but, she carries the virtue of humility. That's okay, that, that fits right she's in. That's one of the great airmen, but you know, it's she's just humble. You know, and that says a lot. I think that says a lot with with just being a service member too. Is they they breed us into humility and mm-hmm. you're so afraid of saying yeah I, I do a great job because you don't want to showboat or right. or hot dog anybody or anything like that. Yes, that's uh, some things you got to do. Sometime uh, you know, uh, currently right now, if you looked at your peer group that you're in right now as a staff sergeant, what do you think that peer group look towards? I guess a senior leader to display or discuss with them when they see those individuals? I think right now, especially in this current climate, sometimes we do things, I wouldn't say that they're bad necessarily, but sometimes uh, they might offend someone. So I feel like a lot of our leadership has made sure that even though, you know, we we still get chastised, you know, don't do that, but we've never experienced the, br- the, the true brunt of our punishment. If it's coming down, they usually stop it at their level before right. it gets down to us and then they handle it. Right, right. So, you know, over the last um, last year, uh, last 20 months, uh, you know, based on um, our country, we've had a, a lot of different um, things going with civil unrest. Um, uh, the Air Force uh, looked at a racial disparity within the organization and you know we've had these peer groups we've had these groups that people have been doing in the organization and sitting down and you know having some uncomfortable conversations to get comfortable within those conversations you think uh, people have been honest in sharing their feelings as we look at you know lead lead by being honest uh, to help healing within the organization 
I think a lot of people are very hesitant to be honest in these conversations. Um, scared to say that, you know, at one point they were or have done something that would cause someone to feel racial disparity. So they sit silently. I try to open up those kind of dialogues with people, but it's not always pleasant. Um, and when you all came down, I asked that question, uh, what is the big Air Force and uh, National Guard Bureau doing to help combat racial disparity within our organization? And uh, General uh, did answer the question, but you know. Okay, okay. Well, um, hey, thanks for that feedback on that. Uh, and hey, that's why one of the things we was uh, wanted you to sit down because uh, your boldness and uh, being honest and asking questions, uh, uh, you know, for us to address. And as we lead the organization, continue to lead the organization. So going on to honesty and, and how we build trust and trust being necessary if we hope to succeed, is it possible to successfully complete the mission to defend our nation and our states without trust? That's a great question there that you put out. Uh, is it possible for us to uh, be successful in completing the mission and then defend the nation without trust? I, I don't think so, uh, because that trust helps keep those teams uh, have that camaraderie among the teams, and that, you know, builds the credibility of the team and makes the team works together uh, and as they go out and uh, work the different missions because some missions are close-knit, some are not. But, um, you know, an unorganized, an untrustworthy team, I don't see it being successful in completing the mission. It would be very challenging because some missions you have to count on the other person to do their part to follow up to do for you to do the second and third part of the uh, mission. So having that untrustworthiness within the organization would be a challenge or within a team or within a tight-knit community. Um, I've seen it uh, happen before and uh, it's real challenging. But And it takes time to build that credibility and that trust back up once it's been broken. Um, you know, I've seen several times when that's happened. And I'll throw over to Sergeant Silcott. Have you uh, observed or had an opportunity to experience where trust has been broken and it was in the process of trying to build that back up among a peer or a supervisor, anyone? Uh, for sure. Um, I feel like especially like at boot camp, they tell you don't report anything to medical because you're going to get kicked out. You're going to get kicked out. And so people don't trust us when they come to bring in their documentation. So uh, there's always a broken trust initially, but we've had to build that back up when members come in and we tell them like, that's not the process. And that's probably, I was like, it was a process way back when, when we didn't have all this information that we do now. I was just like, the medical field is ever cha ever changing and the world is ever changing. And so we, uh, they've come to realize that we can still do our mission while people have certain conditions. And so um, like building that trust back up to say like, hey, just bring us your documentation, come in, have an appointment, sit down and talk with our providers so that you know that we're not our goal is not to kick you out of the military. Our goal is to keep as many bodies in the military as possible that are able and ready to f and fit to fight. So, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I, I remember seeing that from all the way from recruiting uh, back when I was a civilian. I was a high schooler, and 
And my recruiter is saying, just, just tell them no. Tell the doctors no on everything. You're going in on Saturday. They don't like working Saturdays. They're trying to find ways to get the process moving along. So if they say, you know, if they have a question and you answer yes, chances are you're not going to be eligible. So just say no to everything. And I, I think they were a little, a little over-exaggerating with it because the questions weren't as peering. However, just that notion of, hey, deny everything and you'll be all right, already establishes mistrust. Right. You know, and, and now you have to question the system before you can, before you can accept it. So that, that's, a, that's interesting that you bring that up because I do remember that yeah. from, from even before I even signed the dotted line. Yeah, I think that's a, that starts off for a, a behavior that <laughs> individuals continue to go on throughout their career into a certain extent because that's how you started off coming into the organization and that's how you will look to uh, get other things accomplished by not being honest about, hey, um, anything that someone is, not anything, but things that individuals are asking you right. to get approval on something or get past a certain point. So, uh, yeah, just those things right there, uh, cattle, those things are what we don't need in the organization uh, because we want to, like I say, lead, lead by being honest and we're starting off the opposite direction <laughs> and then we'll have to change that, you know, so uh, that can be a little challenging. So, uh, sorry, Silcott, I want to go back to um, talking about honesty and being honest within um, your peer group again. Uh, currently right now, uh, I think uh, that we have a challenge within our organization of people being empowered. I've mentioned it earlier, and I think individuals not being empowered is due to people not understanding their role in how they perform in their jobs and how it affect the big mission that a wing or a state or the Air Force um, is required to do. And do you think that a hey, more education on learning what you learning what you do to understand the why behind and how you operate would broaden the thinking or do you think it would uh, have a effect on how you think and do your job in performing? Yes. If people are uneducated and they don't have the drive to be or they don't have anything to drive them to do their jobs correctly, then they've they're kind of useless in their function. Um, you know, we talk about our uh, core values of uh, integrity first, serve for self, excellence in all we do. Uh, now, if we look at that, you know, honesty uh, is included within that integrity part. Prior to you getting into the military, and I know you mentioned that your parents was uh, both in the military, um, and of course they ran a very structured home, and listen <laughs> to uh, your comments there, that did you have a uh, understanding of that prior to you coming in of uh, uh, doing the right thing, whether no one is looking? Yes, I did have an understanding of it. It didn't impact me until I had actually got in, um, especially at boot camp. You know, girls are sitting there sneaking uh, 
Yeah, give us an example on <laughs> one of those situations. Sneaking in uh, protein bars from the dining facility back into the dorm room. Like, I think they allowed us to have one, but, like, some girls would take two so we can have a little snack at midnight, which is understandable because who doesn't like chocolate at 2 a.m.? <laughs> there was a there was a situation where I was um, working uh, the dining facility duty, kitchen duty. It was in the midst of a torrential rainstorm. So we'd all come out of the kitchen and headed to our hardened shelter. And I was asked to bring a box of protein bars back to the dorm room. So I had already had them in my, my uh, web belt and um, completely forgotten about them until the next day after we had all gone back to bed. And uh, I... The, next, the following morning, they were like, did you, get the, did you get the protein bars? Did you get the protein bars? I was like, oh, yeah, actually, I did. Handed out to the girls that asked me, and they were eating them. And I didn't bring enough back for everybody. So uh, one, of, one of the girls decided to say, hey, she brought protein bars back to the dorm room. I got in trouble. They took me down, and they asked me, you know, what the whole situation was. And I was honest. I told right. them, like, I was asked to bring protein bars. Um, I brought the protein bars. I didn't bring enough for everybody, and I feel like that was the situation. She was a, Whoever told on me was upset that I didn't bring enough for everybody. And uh, I feel like the officer that was in, investigating the situation was appreciative of my honesty because he was just like, uh, yeah, that does make sense uh, why somebody would tell on you. And he's just like, but it's a protein bar. And you're not supposed to have them, but you were honest about it. So we're not going to recycle you. I was very happy about that because they were talking about recycling me for two weeks. I was like, I can't be here another two weeks, not at boot camp. You're already on edge in boot camp, let alone that extra added anxiety. Yeah. So um, they all had a sit down about honesty in boot Mm -hmm. camp. And it's just like, if if you're just telling on people to get them in trouble, is it... Is it really is it really worth it? Like, that's not what you're. That's what you, that's not what you should be using your honesty for. Like, tell on situations that like actually warrant a punishment. You know, I've never heard of toxic honesty, but that that sounds like something like a, a form of sabotage. Yes. You know, to to hurt your own your own team. You know, your own. And and that's what we are. We were a team Mm -hmm. and we're all supposed to be honest and cool with each other. But they were just like, eh, well, you didn't bring enough for everybody. So let's just get you in trouble so that. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. You know, I'm glad it it worked out for you. Yes, I did graduate on time. Congrats. Well, yeah, that's that's the main goal. That's that's pretty good. So, hey, you got to remember that part of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, hey, well, thanks for allowing a few minutes for us to talk about uh leading by being honest um you know your insight and your perspective counts for the entire entire enterprise our air national guard as you know as we have uh, uh senior leaders and senior ncos listen to this uh podcast and airmen and ncos listen to the podcast that's what i want to do is share the perspective from all ranks all levels and uh you provide that insight to us so Thank you very much for your time. Look forward to seeing you in the future and uh, doing a great job today. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Chief Williams and Staff Sergeant Silcott for your insights on leading by being honest. 
Be sure to follow the Air National Guard on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And for more of Team 13, follow the director of Air National Guard on Facebook. Join us again next month on 13 Ways to Lead, where we will be talking to Senior Master Sergeant Javier Sosa from the 152nd Air Wing on leading by being credible. From all of us here at the ANG Podcast Network, have a great Air National Guard day. Team 13, out. Thirteen Ways to Lead is produced by Major Amber Schatz. Our editor is Master Sergeant Brandy Fowler. This episode was recorded at the Secretary of the Air Force Public Affairs Studio in the Pentagon and was mixed by Master Sergeant Brandy Fowler. <laughs>